At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here for the next three hours, talking all things day three of the NFL draft. Make sure to tweet at the show over the course of these three hours, at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at Wes Reynolds. One is where you can find Wes, at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. A couple great guests this morning. Emery Hunt, owner of the football game plan, joins us at the start of the second hour, talking all things NFL draft. Dave Ross, VEASAN host and host of the First Strike podcast, helps us end the show at 1145. Full recap of the first two days of the draft. Who had the best draft? Who had the worst draft? Who was in between? We also go under the microscope with the Jets, Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys starting in about 15 minutes. And we'll take a look at today's MLB slate with 15 games on the card. Also an early look, Bucks celtics which tips off the conference semifinals tomorrow in the NBA playoffs in Boston. But first, Wes Reynolds. How we doing, buddy? It's a good day to be a better. Maybe not a great day because we have no we have no NBA. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. that'll get started tomorrow here in the conference semifinals. Uh, hockey not going to start until Monday. They have now set the playoff matchup, so that'll get underway on Monday. But still a good day. Obviously, not as much bettable stuff in rounds four through seven in the NFL draft. But uh, nevertheless, we soldier on. I was going to say we're, we're counting our winnings from the draft. How did you make out Thursday? night it was it was a so-so I did, I did okay I came out ahead I didn't there do as much volume as a lot of people on the network but I think once the information comes out and that's why bookmakers hate booking this is mm-hmm. because the betters got the information and and they can bet it accordingly and they get exposed a little bit uh these bookmakers so once I knew that okay Walker's going number one Hutchinson's probably going to I bet a couple trifectas here and I bet one with uh Stingley at plus 550 in the three hole with go. one and two ahead of him and then I bet Gardner is a little bit of a hedge I thought a corner was going to go I just didn't know which one so that 550 basically paid for everything for the draft so came out a little bit ahead it was the Stingley <laughs> getting on him early for the under uh Thibodeau I was hoping uh, he would go past five and a half he got snapped up at five so that mm-hmm. was an L for me but never Nevertheless, came out a little ahead of small, at least. Thibodeau's draft position for me, I was like, where is this going? So initially in the process, I bet um, under over three and a half. And then I was like, okay, we're mm-hmm. hearing this theme about Detroit possibly. So I went ahead and bet under. So I had both an over and under right. at plus money prices just to get off of yeah, it and, and get and, a small profit. And that's a good uh, uh, point by you because you can actually middle some of these things. Yep. You can middle 
draft positions now that these move so fast. And when they're taking lower limits early on, it doesn't take much to move these numbers necessarily. So these draft positions, obviously, the wide receivers uh, going over five and a half was the early number. It did yeah. go over. I think it landed on six, correct? Yeah, six in the first 18 yeah, picks. Yeah, because <laughs> it went to six and a half. And then I thought, eh, that's probably not bettable mm-hmm. if you're going to bet receivers. But that's kind of been one of the macro stories of the draft is that everybody loves the wide receivers. Now, every time somebody grabbed a receiver, I noticed in the second and third round last night, it was like, good pick, good pick. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's right. just that wide receivers are in such demand. So, I mean, that's that's the way of the league right now. And really what mm-hmm. was the seminal moment, I think, of last NFL season was that divisional playoff game with the uh, Chiefs and the Bills where you saw how quick that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter just trading blow after blow and how quick that they could score. And then everybody kind of woke up and said, ah, this is what we need. And Mm -hmm. now there's been the arms race, especially in the NFC, or the AFC, rather, to get receivers and improve your quarterback play. Yeah, no, it's interesting. My two biggest positions on draft night for the first round were Aiden Hutchinson over one and a half, and Mm -hmm. then also Kenny Pickett over ten and a half. Mm -hmm. And so the draft for me, I was – I was yeah. enjoying it thoroughly there. Yeah. It was a little nerve-wracking because uh, Michael Lombardi came in, and right before the draft, when we were talking, I was like, hey, what are you hearing about number one? Is it still Walker? Are we all good to go? All systems going? He's like, I-, I got a text from a coach that said it might be Aiden Hutchinson going one, and instantly I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, this well, might not go well for me. Well, and, and look, both of these players, I think, really drafted on potential. Now, Hutchinson yeah. does have the one year, the last year, this last season of Michigan, yep. of really high production. Walker still doesn't have that. But you kind of see why he doesn't have that, considering what was it five uh, first rounders for that Georgia defense, mm-hmm. and then a couple more later in the draft, and one of the bigger names, Nicobe Dean, didn't even go until the third round yesterday. Some medical came out about Nicobe Dean, where some teams actually took him off the board, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of weird. You know, the way that they do like the green room out here, it's like you invited some of these guys to the green room. How do you not know yeah. that there's some kind of medical issue there, where it's like, okay, we don't want a kid to sit there. Nobody ever wants that we're the point as a viewer of the draft you feel kind of sorry yeah. for the player it's like they're just stuck in there and they're seeing everybody get drafted and all the pictures with mom and dad girlfriend agent high school coach college coach etc cetera, etc cetera. and then you're still kind of stuck back there so that's why we only saw one quarterback picked in the first round that was kenny mm-hmm. pickett at number 20 and there's some people now in the post-mortem even saying that's kind of a reach like maybe mm-hmm. you could have gotten him in the second round, perhaps. I don't I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but Malik Willis did not go until yesterday to uh, Tennessee. So another guy in the green room. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. I mean, and, and went way because what was his final draft position? Was it like fifteen and a half or somewhere around yeah. there? So yeah, he goes in, in like the seventies to the Tennessee Titans. And I think from like a football standpoint, that actually is a good spot for Malik Willis Mm -hmm. from a money standpoint. It obviously is not because (laughs) you're about $7 million short in the bank account than you would have been if you would have been in the first round. Yeah. It's interesting that Pickett goes 20. We see no quarterbacks go in the second round there. Then they start to come off in the third round with Ritter and Willis, and then even Corral with the Carolina Panthers trading into Mm -hmm. the third round, which we can talk about that later on the show and how the Baker Mayfield puzzles might not be quite fitting here. The music might be stopping. He might not have a chair. He's running out of chairs on those those musical chairs here. (laughs) But it's almost like, would you rather have Pickett at 20 or Ritter or Willis in the third round? Because I'm like, I mean, if you could have told me nobody was going to go, I could have waited on Kenny Pickett in the second mm-hmm. round, like you mentioned. Yeah, because look, uh, with Pittsburgh, obviously they did sign Trubisky. So here goes Trubisky again. It's like, oh gosh, <laughs> now they want to already run me out of town here in the Steel City. I just signed here, but you know, because you're drafting a first round quarterback to be your starter. I don't care where he goes in the first round, mm-hmm. but you know, these other guys like Ritter, like Malik Willis, they can develop a little bit. And Malik Willis being in Tennessee, that's not the worst situation because there's being the guy and then there's being the guy. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill is not the guy. He's the guy right right now in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a Justin Herbert or a Mahomes situation or Josh Allen where it's like, okay, if I get drafted at quarterback, I'm going to be sitting. I'm going to be a backup for this franchise. So Malik Willis can still learn. He's in a place where eventually he can start, where it's at least realistic that, hey, this is going to open up for me. They're going to move on and they're going to give me a chance here. I thought it was interesting with the Tennessee Titans taking him also trading away A.J. Brown, and we'll discuss that as well later on. But it's like 
there's like this rebuild kind of that's going on under the surface for the Titans. Not quite a rebuild because they still have Ryan Tannehill. They were the number one seed in the AFC last year. But you look at their odds shifting in the futures market for the AFC South. I mean, it was kind of a co-favorite there with Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Now Indianapolis looking like the favorite yeah. to win the South. It, Tennessee is probably a team that we saw last year make that number one seed, get the first round by, probably takes a little bit of a step back in 2022. Yeah, because both of those teams really, I think, are looking for number one receivers. Obviously, Tennessee traded there's a way, A.J. Brown to Philadelphia, but the Indianapolis Colts are still kind of, okay, who's their number one receiver? I think by default, it's probably going to be Michael Pittman mm -hmm. Jr., but is he really a number one? And I don't think people are convinced of that as of yet. So kind of by default, the Colts, who I thought actually had a very good day too, they mm -hmm. did not have a day one pick due to the Carson Wentz trade. I actually thought picking up the receiver peers, picking up the linemen from Central Michigan, picking up the safety from Maryland, I actually thought Chris Bauer and company did a very good job. But back to what you were talking about uh, with the quarterbacks, Obviously, that makes that a little bit less of a sexy draft when you do not have quarterbacks go in the first round. The television ratings, of course, are bearing that out. Not necessarily <laughs> the betting handle, but the betting handle is just going to get bigger, Femi. And obviously, that's the purpose of our network. And it's going to get bigger next year with all these quarterbacks potentially in the first round because you look no comparison with the class. I mean, you're going to look at C.J. Stroud yep. and Bryce Young, maybe the kid Brennan Armstrong out of Virginia. I've seen him in some early mocks. Tyler Van Dyke out of Miami. D.J. Uweongale. I can still pronounce that in there the offseason. <laughs> from Clemson. Keaton Slovis from Pitt. Yep. Spencer Rattler, South Carolina. J.T. Daniels at West Virginia. Devin Leary, NC State. There's a lot more names that you could see potentially going in the first round or maybe in the second round for quarterbacks next year. So the handle's just mm. going to get bigger and bigger. But it's interesting with the handle getting bigger. There's also a window that's getting smaller almost here in Nevada mm -hmm. to bet these draft props because right. we saw them open up on Monday and even some places they <laughs> yeah. said they were going to close yeah. them up on Wednesday, but some on Tuesday yeah. took a little preemptive strike and said, eh, eh, we ain't putting these back yeah, up. Yeah, they're, they're not going to be in a rush necessarily <laughs> to put these up like a week or two before at least the Nevada jurisdictions like mm -hmm. a lot of the more national jurisdictions, including BetMGM. We'll go ahead and put them up at least a week before. Now, now they may reduce limits a little bit. And look, I think that's fair. I don't think a book has to take every single bet Six at figure, any single yeah. amount at any single time. However, this is a competitive space. And I think, you know, when you're not putting these up and, and maybe certain books are ridiculing others for the fact that they're limiting these bets, it's like, mm -hmm. well, you guys don't even have them up yet. You know, yeah. you're not even putting them up till Monday morning. And look, if I was a bookmaker, I'd probably kind of feel the same way. I'd be like, well, I don't want to give away the store here, but I got to have enough up for betters to, to bet because I'm competitive in the space yeah. and we want to offer. And if we want to be a book that will take, well, at least relatively speaking, take on all comers, then we got to get the stuff up. Hey, we got our first draft pick here on day three. It's my Washington Husky. Cade go. Otten, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there. So Auden, he's a pretty good title catch as well can yeah. run it well you know it had some injuries that he was dealing with but uh poor guy didn't healthy. have really good quarterback play up there in please, Seattle please don't remind me please don't <laughs> remind me that was every Sunday morning I'd come in there and I'd, talk like, to, I'd talk to Pritch and I'd be like yeah Husky game was rough last night I was like that's why he might be going in the fourth round instead of the second round yeah yeah d d although he was Dylan Morris's favorite target up there in Seattle but Kate Otten uh, could be a productive player probably like a tight end too for mm -hmm. a team we'll see how Tampa Bay tries to deploy him as he is their pick in the fourth round getting us underway in the draft day number three rounds four through seven all throughout the morning and afternoon but on the other side we'll discuss who had the best round in the best draft here and it might be a team in New York New York stay tuned this is betting across America presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Wes, we were talking about kind of our big picture thoughts of the NFL draft from a betting perspective, from a football perspective. But wrapped in one, I thought the first night the New York Jets mm-hmm. made out really, really well. And they were likely to make out well because they had those two first round picks in the top 10. But not only do they get Ahmad Sauce Gardner, not only do they get Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, they also trade back into the first round and get the guy Jermaine Johnson, who a lot of people thought they might take as high as number four. Right. Like, it's a really big haul here for Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. Yeah, you look, and and I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when you're investing in draft picks, you're investing in stocks. And one thing a lot of stock analysts say is to take the best in breed, take Mm -hmm. the best in the category. And look, you get the best in the category, I think, with Sauce Gardner. I mean, Stingley and him were kind of, you know, very similar, but I think a lot of people had Sauce Gardner rated as the number one quarterback. I for sure, and I'm not, you know, digging into deep hours of film study, you know, <laughs> ranking these kids by position, but Garrett Wilson to me was the best receiver in this draft. I think the production matches it. I think he's a perfect fit for Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson is still a really young quarterback. So mm-hmm. you need a guy that look, he's not, you know, going to be like a Jamar chase or a Justin Jefferson where he just, he can burn down the field and he can hurt you every single way. I don't want to say Wilson's a possession receiver, but he's not necessarily a guy that's just because he's not big enough to just go get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, just run by everybody, even though he has very good speed, but he runs very crisp and good routes. And that's what I think Zach Wilson needs. And when you're a young quarterback, you need guys to be able to catch the football for you and help you make easy throws and get you in the rhythm to then open something up down the field. So Wilson, the best receiver in this draft, even though he wasn't even the best receiver on the Buckeyes roster, that being uh, Jackson Smith and Jeeba, if I pronounce that right. Mm. Uh, but nevertheless, Jackson Smith, he's the best receiver in the Buckeyes <laughs> program, and he'll be a guy going top 10 next year in the first round. And then to get Johnson, who I hate to use an NBA term here for the NFL because it's not always applicable, but a lottery talent, shall we say, yeah. Femi, is Jermaine Johnson, the second, who was originally at Georgia. Georgia could have had six <laughs> first-round picks on I, the I don't defense. know how they're recruiting all these kids yeah. on this Georgia team. But the Kirby's fact smart. that you got to leave Georgia <laughs> yeah. and you're still a first-round pick. Yeah, so Jermaine Johnson, the second out of Florida State, to get him at 26. This was a guy I think that people had 10 through 15, at least bare mm-hmm. minimum. And then to get Brees Hall. And I know running backs, you know, kind of more of a luxury position in today's NFL. But he's the best running back in the draft, yeah, cons- I think. Consensus RB1. So, so yeah, you get, you know, three, the best corner, the best receiver, the best running back, and then getting Jeremy Ruckert, who is very productive at Ohio State, might get a one-two punch at tight end there with uh, the newly signed C.J. Ozuma from mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, I-, I like what the Jets did. I still think they're fourth in the AFC East, but – this is a team that you could think, okay, they're making progress here. Robert Salas, second year. Maybe they're at least going to be more competitive in games. They were 4-13 and last year. 
I think they're going to be a little bit better this year. I I think they could be pretty damn competitive this year. Just And I thought during free agency, the moves that they were making, and I even tweeted out, I was like, man, the Jets might frustrate some teams mm-hmm. in 2022. And now you top that off with this draft class that they've come up with here through the first day one and day two. And this team looks like they have surrounded Zach Wilson with all the pieces that he could need to be a productive mm-hmm. quarterback. Like the excuses are now out the window for Zach Wilson. It's like you got to put up and perform here because you have a receiver now to throw to a, a, a number one receiver at least that's what we're projecting him to be you now have a running back who's probably going to be an immediate impact guy with Brees Hall there and you already have Michael Carter from last year's draft there in the backfield like they have quite a bit of talent the offensive line got signed now Makai Becton I think is the big thing that's for the what Jets, I was just about is to bring that if up. they can get him back on track because his first year it's like oh this guy's going to be like an all pro caliber talent he gets hurt this year there's been the reports about his weight getting up as high as I believe 400 pounds like if they can get him back mm-hmm. on track like, I think that Becton can make that offensive line a really good offensive line. At that point, Wilson has all the weapons he'd need. Yeah, and the Jets, by the way, only have two picks here on day three. Uh, actually, they're both coming up here in a matter of moments. <laughs> yeah. 111 and 117, as I think they're on 109 they're in here. quickly. <laughs> to four rounds. So that's what I was going to say. I think that they kind of got to grab an offensive lineman, at least mm. for depth standpoint, because I do think that they're running out of a little bit of patience with Mackay Becton. Because this is a guy that they drafted in the first round. The weight has obviously been a little bit of an issue. We know that they drafted Vera Tucker Mm -hmm. out of USC last year. So they've got some veterans, but I think that they could use a little bit more depth. I think that that's still the weakest, one of the weakest positions on the team. So you got to think that the Jets are going to grab some kind of offensive lineman. Maybe they're not done. Maybe they trade in and out, but they've only got two picks here in the fourth round that are just now remaining. But I do think that this team is going to be better. You even look at the schedule. And by the way, the schedule, I think uh, two weeks from this past Thursday, that's when it's going to be officially released. Even though we know. (laughs) Handicap all 272, baby. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Even though we know the opponents right now, uh, of course, uh, you get the AFC East. uh, The conference other division they get is the AFC North this year. They also get the NFC North, which is a little bit down, Mm -hmm. you would think. Uh, Chicago and Detroit still rebuilding. They get those teams both at home. They get Jack. Jacksonville at home and then their road games I believe the other road games are Denver and Seattle so this is a Jets team you know season wins I think they're probably getting put six and a half would would be my yeah. guess I think uh, last I saw was five and a half yeah yeah I could see maybe six and a half based on the fact that everybody kind of is in consensus and in agreement that the New York Jets had arguably the best draft of any team so far. I want to go back to Garrett Wilson there, their 10th overall selection, their second pick in the first round out of Ohio State, because all throughout the college football season, Point Spread Saturday, I talked to Amal, who's our favorite Buckeye here on the network, and he would always say that Olave has been the most productive guy, but I think Wilson's going to be the better pro. He was even tossing around names like probably the best wide receiver at Ohio State since Terry Glenn. Like, like, like Wilson's upside, I feel like, is of that number one mm-hmm. wide receiver caliber type of thing. Like people were giving him Stefan Diggs types comparisons throughout this draft process from what you saw from Ohio state, they're handicapping the big 10 going to Indiana. Like you watch a lot of big 10 football is Wilson like that kind of a legit player to where he can make an immediate impact. Time will tell. I think he is going to make an immediate impact. I don't know. You know, if this is going to be a multi-year all pro or not, mm-hmm. we, you know, that's obviously more often yeah. than not yeah, very Stephon hard Diggs to is high expectations. Right. <laughs> like, he's about, you know, Wilson's six foot, about 190 pounds. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's a, a really big guy like like Smith and Jeeba, who is still with the Buckeye program, who I'd expect is going to go in the top five to ten next year in the mm-hmm. first round. But this is a guy that's got very good speed. You look at his measurables from the combine. He ran a 4.38. That is highly respectable. I don't know if it wasn't the fastest of the crop, but this is a guy that's really good, uh, really good athlete, 36 inch vertical, 10, three on the broad jump. So all the physical measurables, I think that he bears that out. And look, most of the Ohio state players are going to bear out in terms of those physical measurables. So look, he, he's going, he's going to, I think, make an instant impact, at least for Zach Wilson, just to kind of move the change just to keep the offense on the field and sustain drives where it's like, okay, Wilson's not going out there and he's always going three and out and then third and long, he's got a pass and that offensive line can't hold up. And then he takes a sack and then probably holds the ball too long. Like Mm -hmm. most young quarterbacks do. So, you know, in and out. And I think Wilson with the, it's really the route running. 
in and out, just just running yeah. those quick, crisp routes and getting open and knowing where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be there. Keep in mind, they also have another young receiver, Eli Moore, who mm-hmm. they got out of Ole Miss in the draft last year. So just the talent, I think, in the receiving core has been upgraded. It's interesting. Daniel Falele out of Minnesota goes to the Baltimore Ravens, and he feels like he'd fit yeah. right in there. He's well, a massive you know, guy. <laughs> I, I, this, it doesn't matter who the GM of the Ravens is, whether it's Ozzie Newsom or whoever it is. The Ravens always make good picks, and and <laughs> that always frustrates me so much as a Colts fan because I'm like, why didn't the Colts get that guy? You know that it's like that's such a Ravens pick to get a guy with good value like Kyle Hamilton, mm-hmm. kind of slipped in that first round out of Notre Dame, right there for the right Ravens, for and the watch Ravens. him be really good for that team. <laughs> Back to the Jets, though. Right now, you said that you think they're still the fourth team in the AFC East, eighteen to one over at BetMGM to win the division. Could this team almost be like? a Bengals light this year to where they maybe make a playoff run because we look, we talked about the Bengals last year. I mean, everyone said the AFC North is so difficult. Cleveland and Baltimore and Pittsburgh Bengals are a distant fourth. And then they end up winning that division. Now I don't think that the New York jets are going to win the division because they have the Buffalo bills in that division, probably the best team in football, but can they be that jets or Bengals light team that with the second year quarterback making the leap, they get a big t- time receiver there. They have the protection up front there. Can this team make a leap towards a playoff run? By the way, before I answer that, this mm-hmm. guy that they're just showing at 390 pounds, 29 and a half inch vertical leap. That's, a, that's insane grief. athleticism. But anyway, I just noticed that I got distracted. <laughs> yeah, so I don't blame you. I digress. Uh, going back to the jets. It's so hard to say, Femi, because Mm -hmm. I think that this AFC is just so much better and more powerful. You've got, I mean, just the AFC West, you've got four potential playoff teams there. Uh, Jackson, you know, Indy and Tennessee are kind of right in the middle, but the AFC North is going to be competitive. Buffalo, obviously, is a Super Bowl contender. I think Miami has improved, uh, seemingly have maybe more focus in terms of at the coaching position or at least more stability. New England, you never want to dismiss them. Even though it looks like they're Mm -hmm. moving down the charts, you can never totally discount them. And the Jets on the clock right now take an offensive tackle there, Max Mitchell out of Louisiana. With uh, former lineman Nick Mm -hmm. Mangold announcing that pick. Jets great, Nick Mangold. On the other side, though, We'll talk about the Jets' roommates out there in the Meadowlands. The New York Giants' Big Blue had a big draft as well. This is BAA. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have Best Bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued Best Bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and the Kentucky Derby betting guide. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. And, talking. Uh, oh, by the way, I was going to say, by the way, read uh, Andy McNeil's stuff on the NHL, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, here in Las Vegas, no playoff hockey. Yeah. This, once this draft uh, hype and this, these guys all get out of town, everybody here in Las Vegas is going to realize, hey, night's playoff game. Oh, there isn't a night's playoff game this year Not because quite. they stumbled down the stretch and uh, – you know, really kind of faded in that final week. You can't lose to the Devils in the final week of the season at home. So sad pandas around here are hockey fans of the Golden Knights. I was talking with Stormy um, Thursday, and I was asking, I was like, hey, you know, how you feeling with VGK now officially eliminated? And she's like, you know what? It's been a little bit of a bummer, but I think she's more upset about how many people across the league have been celebrating. I didn't yeah. know VGK was the villain. Of yeah, the they, NHL. they were. Well, I guess when you get in the league in your first year, you make the cup finals and you spoil everybody. Then all of a sudden you're the villains. It's like, because it, it was almost like they don't deserve it out there in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. This is a new uh, professional sports base, basically, because this isn't a long time pro sports town. We've only yeah. had them for a few years here, so it's like they don't know the pain. They don't know the troubles mm-hmm. we've seen, so uh, that's why I think there's a resentment for VGK. So uh, 
people relishing in their short-term demise. Yeah, and that's that's the dynamic she was explaining to me. It was almost the first year was like, hey, like we're glad that you guys are mm-hmm. kind of into hockey. You this made is this cool, and then it's like, this run. is enough. And you now guys it's like, are to stop. yeah, <laughs> it's like you're not supposed to make the conference finals every year. Like, get out right. of here. Um, they're, they're, they don't know the suffering like us lifelong Seattle Kraken fans over <laughs> the Pacific Northwest <laughs> who know the, who know the suffering. Okay, <laughs> but we're gonna re- we're gonna build. All right, Ron Francis is gonna get us on the right track here on the ice. Um, but let's get back to the NFL. NFL draft the New York Giants on draft night I gave them the round of applause the A plus grade for whatever that is worth but they start the draft pick five with Oregon pass rusher Kayvon Thibodeau and then they followed up with pick seven Evan Neal the Alabama offensive tackle at one point these two guys were thought of as the best players in this draft class and first results here for GM Joe Shane and head coach Brian Dable appear to be pretty good. Well, I think you got to look at it. The two biggest needs for this roster were edge rusher and offensive tackle. You address them in two of the first seven picks. Uh, I, I think maybe they took Thibodeau fifth because they were worried maybe Carolina, who looked like they were zeroed in on a lineman, mm-hmm. could have traded down, and they were worried somebody was going to grab him at six. That's why they didn't grab one of the two tackles, Aquanu or Evan Neal or even Charles Cross for that matter. So they end up getting Neal at seven. They get Thibodeau at number five. So I'm assuming that uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who, by the way, showed a lot of personality on draft night there on the stage, mm-hmm. uh, had the old, like, Bobby Heenan tuxedo jacket. <laughs> I remember from the 1980s and the 1990s. They're going to absolutely so, love him in that New well, York media. <laughs> well, I, I assume Kayvon Thibodeau in about 2042 is going to be hosting Good Morning America because <laughs> that's seemingly what happens with New York Giants defensive ends. Maybe, maybe he's going to have, like, like five jobs, you know, like yeah. like uh, his predecessor Michael Strahan does. But nevertheless, it'll be Kelly and Kayvon. Yes, Kelly and Kayvon. Uh, he'll be on GMA. He'll be doing Fox NFL Sunday. I mean, he had more jobs in TV than Ryan Seacrest. But anyway, address the first two needs. I think I, the primary two needs in the first round with Thibodeau and Neal. Robinson, it's not that I dislike him. I don't know if really he mm-hmm. was a round two guy. There was a thought that that might have been a little bit of a reach. You know, he's a he's a small guy. He's about, I think, five, eight and a half, like 180 pounds, started at Nebraska, ended up finishing his career at Kentucky. So you wonder what the Giants still are going to do with uh, the receiver position. Are they going to move on from Kadarius Stoney? That's what the rumors were saying. Yeah, and, and we shall see if a trade maybe emerges uh, later this afternoon. But – you have Galladay on the team. You still have Shepard and Slayton. The problem with the Giants receivers also is they couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, they, they hardly had a healthy core of receivers. And when you have a Daniel Jones who's still developing, who's had some trouble with turnovers, especially with fumbles, because this offensive line has just, you know, not been very good. And they've kind of had musical chairs really at that position. So Neil, I think, helps out a little bit. But you just look at the current roster, still not a lot of talent on that line. So that's why you saw them grab a Azidu uh, out of North Carolina there in the third round. So they know what they have to do. This is kind of a make-or-break season, you would think, for Daniel Jones, but I think he does deserve at least a chance. At least you got to give him a year with Brian Dable, who clearly did uh, wonders with Josh Allen up there in Buffalo. So health is going to be a big thing for this team. Saquon Barkley, obviously, he has not been able to stay healthy. So when you're just ravaged with injuries, there's just not a lot you can do. Mm-hmm. I just saw that they uh, they took a safety here in round four, and they took a uh, slot corner, Cordell Flott, out of LSU, who pretty much is going to play the slot, you would think. But, you know, if if you look at, at, at what they added here, they've, st- they've got young players. They've got young talent, especially in that linebacking core in a 3-4 Thibodeau. Uh, Ojolari, who they drafted out of UGA, mm-hmm. another Georgia first-round defender. Shocking. Imagine that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's like, how do those guys even lose with all those guys they're getting? But, yeah, I, I just look at macro level at the NFC East. Clearly, Dallas, I think, is the established team with the most talent. Philadelphia, I think, has made the biggest splash. And then you have the Giants and the Washington Commanders kind of trying to work their way up that pecking order. It's interesting because this offensive line, I thought, They've done a pretty good job of retooling it. You had Andrew Thomas, who started to come into his mm-hmm. own last season, dealt with some injuries, but looked a little bit better at left tackle. Now you get the bookend here with Evan Neal at the right tackle. They bring in John Feliciano over from Buffalo, Mark Gowinski over there from Indianapolis. Yes. It's They're making subtle improvements to that offensive line. And if 
if they can protect Daniel Jones, who you mentioned make or break year, it's 1,000% a make or break year after they declined his fifth year option. Like, this is the opportunity for Daniel Jones to get better and to show the Giants that he can be their guy and give him a second contract. No, that's right. Because obviously, whenever you get a new coach or a new GM, it's, it's the same way with like an athletic director at a major college program. They want to mm-hmm. bring in their people and the people they trust. So, you know, Dable and this new regime here in New York is inheriting Daniel Jones. So it's like, okay, time to, you know what, or get off the pot here yep. and, and with declining that option. So, uh, look, uh, I got to think that they're going to be at least incremental improvements from the Giants. Just looking looking at the schedule here, they do get the AFC South. It's very manageable. So that's a couple potential wins because Houston and Jacksonville are still rebuilding. Indianapolis, you get at home, could be a winnable game because uh, I don't have Indianapolis power rated like with the top teams in the AFC right now, even though them in Tennessee are 1-2 in the AFC South. But those are winnable games. Carolina at home is a winnable game. Perhaps Seattle on the road. It's a rebuild. That's obviously a tough place to play. You've been the, to that stadium many Drew times. The Drew Lock-led Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. It's still one of the toughest environments to play, yeah. but maybe not so much on the field this year with uh, pretty devoid of talent. And then you draw the NFC North, which everybody thinks is kind of going to be a down division with two rebuilding teams with Green Bay. You know, have they reached kind of their peak with Aaron Rodgers without a lot of mm-hmm. support necessarily in the receiving core? So, the schedule for the Giants, at least on the surface. Now, we'll know the order here on Thursday, uh, uh, May 12th, but the schedule, at least you just look at the opponents listed, looks relatively manageable. I think from a draft betting perspective, this was one of the more interesting teams to me because the two guys they selected, and that was a lot of the discussion on Friday morning. It was like, huh, the two guys that took came on Thibodeau at five, Evan Neal at seven, those were the guys that we heard that they're Stocks were falling in the the lead up to the draft here. Thibodeau was, oh, my God, he interviewed so poorly. Evan Neal was, oh, he has a medical issue, the knee, the hip. And the Giants sit there at number five, almost like, and I'm not accusing them of being nefarious or anything, but I kind of am, that maybe they were putting some stuff in the water to keep people off of the scent. Like, is this how GM Joe Shane and head coach Brian Dable are going to be operating going forward? Because as betters, I was like, oh, man, everyone's linking the Giants to Charles Cross. They love him. They've mm-hmm. worked him out at right tackle. And then they end up taking Evan Neal. Cross goes nine to Seattle. Like, I'm looking at this team as, wow, maybe they're the ones like San Francisco who tend to give us a little bit of shell game right. almost, if you will. Yeah, Joe Shane uh, putting out some uh, misinformation yeah, a little bit. A little working bit. In. And that's what you got to do. That's <laughs> what the draft is. You got to lie a little bit and, you know, zig when everybody else thinks you're going to zag. And, you know, so far so good because we know that's kind of been the big story in New York here is that Dave Gettleman, oh, Gettleman again. You keep <laughs> hearing it down your uh, your Twitter timeline and everything. Gettleman like, oh. making fun of the computer folks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, John Marin, Steve Tisch, the co-owners there in New York, they haven't put out a winner in a little in a little bit now mm-hmm. in a minute. So I think uh, Big Blue Nation kind of getting a little impatient there in New York and New Jersey. The Giants and the Jets have the two worst records over the last five years in the NFL. We all associate the Jacksonville Jaguars with being bad, the Detroit Lions with being bad. These two teams have been worse. These two teams also had really good NFL drafts this year. We'll see if they can apply that to the field and get better. Another team that also got better, Philadelphia Eagles. We'll discuss them next year on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer. Regardless of your bet's outcome, simply use bonus code CODE200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out with Wes Reynolds here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We'll have Emery Hunt of the football game plan joining us in about 15 minutes to talk all things NFL draft. But we were making this note in the break here that the New York Jets, unless they trade back into this draft, mm -hmm. they're done. They've, they've made all five of their selections here for the Jets. And if you were to grade this draft, we talked about it earlier. What grade would you give the Jets? I think you got to give them an A because they filled their top needs. You get the best corner. You get the mm -hmm. best receiver. You get the best running back in the draft, all in the top 38 picks. You get a guy that was probably a top 10 to 15 talent down there at number 26. And then I think get a highly productive tight end from one of the best programs in college football in the third round. And then I believe they picked up a defensive end. And uh, did they pick up a lineman? Was that their first pick? Yeah, that today? was the Mitchell kid. Yes, from uh, Louisiana Lafayette, mm -hmm. the Raging Cajuns. And then they just got Max Mitchell. Yes, and then they just got Clemens from the uh, defensive end from uh, Texas A&M. So, look, uh, all guys that have a chance to be at least a contributor, and a few of these guys obviously saw us and Garrett Wilson and perhaps Jermaine Johnson are going to be starters for this team. Reese Hall and Michael Carter out of North Carolina are probably mm -hmm. going to be the one-two punch at running back. So, yeah, I think the New York Jets and uh, uh, Joe Douglas had a very high mark draft. Joe Douglas's former team that he used to work for, the Philadelphia Eagles, had themselves a pretty good draft as well, especially at least a very Thursday active night. one, a very active one. I mean, they started this draft process with three first round picks. They get a first round pick next year after the trade with the New Orleans Saints, almost positioning themselves for one of those quarterbacks that who could be appealing, whether it's mm -hmm. CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. And then they get a little active here, trading up for Jordan Davis at 13, right ahead of the Baltimore Ravens who reportedly liked him a lot. They're the big Georgia defensive tackle, but the first round trade that they made pick 18 and 101, they send to the Tennessee Titans to get AJ Brown. And that to me was a slam dunk move of the first round. In my opinion. Yeah, no, no question about it. I, I think that, Look, uh, you're getting a legit number one receiver that uh, that Tennessee went ahead and traded away. So just that one deal makes Indianapolis, where we've kind of been monitoring that AFC South. Hey, there's a coin flip between Indy and Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, now maybe more weight on one side of the coin. Now that you send A.J. Brown, you get another team's best receiver <laughs> out of the division, out of the conference altogether. All of a sudden, Indianapolis the favorite. But, yeah, uh, just looking at what Philadelphia did, they are giving Jalen Hurts every single chance. I don't think people can accuse Howie Roseman, the no. GM there in Philly, of not trying here for Jalen Hurts in terms of uh, giving him more weapons. You know, you now add A.J. Brown. They did get Zach Pascal, who had a very nice season in Indianapolis. He reunites with Nick Sirianni, who is the offensive coordinator there in Indianapolis for Frank Reich. 
Devontae Smith, of course, they drafted mm-hmm. in the first round. You got to think that somebody's got to be the odd man out, and that looks like it's going to be Jalen Rager, who uh, uh, the the uh, the salt of the earth Philadelphia fans have always been very kind to Jalen Rager, <laughs> and 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 vice versa. But you got to think that he's uh, probably <laughs> on his way elsewhere to uh, to play in this league. But in terms of the running backs, it's a running back by committee. Sanders, Scott, Kenny Gainwell out of Memphis. So there's a lot of talent at least on the offense for this team. Now can Jalen Hurts get them the football? And then, of course, uh, you know, what what they've added on defense, that one first-round pick they have, Jordan Davis, Mm -hmm. out of uh, University of Georgia. So you've got talent on that front four with uh, Barnett and with Fletcher Cox and with Brandon Graham, now adding Jordan Davis, and they have some depth there too. So, yeah, uh, Philadelphia and Howie Roseman were very active because I was looking to see, okay, what picks did they have? They end up only making that one first-round pick. At one point or another, they had the 13th, the 15th, the 16th, the 18th, and the 19th. So when you lay that out, it's like, oh, my God, we only got one player out of these guys. (laughs) But you you also got A.J. Brown, who's a Pro Bowl-level potential receiver. So, yeah, Howie Roseman, very active on day one and also on day two. Can we talk about Jordan Davis for a second? Because he was my favorite player in college football last year. This big, massive human being who's super athletic. Yeah, the the Outland Trophy winner, the the Bednarik Award winner. And he really was the heartbeat. I mean, N'Kobe Dean was probably the heartbeat of the defense, but Jordan Davis was kind of what made that defense go, occupying so many blockers. Mm -hmm. And now if you put him here on this Philadelphia Eagles defensive line, I mean, Fletcher Cox getting up there in the age, but still a productive player. You have Brandon Graham. And a nice mentor for a young, talented guy like this. This is a guy who can transform a defense almost in a similar way that we saw Vita Vea transform a Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense to where they now have the best run defense in football. There could be a similar impact here with Davis, who even with how good he is as a run defender, has a little bit of potential as a pass rusher as well with that athleticism. Exactly how athletic he is. And by the way, just to put that into context, uh, this year at the Combine, and look, I don't always like to put weight too much on like, how you run at the combine or, you know, what you do in the, in the cone shuttle and all these different <laughs> little things. But this is a big man at 341 pounds that ran a four, seven, eight 40 at the NFL combine. Scary. And who, by the way, in history, only three players at the NFL combine over 330 pounds have run under five seconds. Don Terry Poe, mm-hmm. remember out of Memphis, went to Kansas city in 2012, uh, Greg Robinson in 2014, the uh, first round the pick out of the Rams. And then, now Jordan Davis. So you know that this guy's got some giddy up and that this guy maybe can wreak some havoc in the middle, not just as a run stopper, but also as a pass rusher and just blow it up for these linebackers to come in and fill the hole and make tackles. And you saw you saw what he did to Michigan, which which had a pretty solid, I think, above average offensive line mm-hmm. and just, you know, created just mismatch after mismatch. And uh, you know, High level production, a guy 6'6, 340, who you can put there in the middle. Uh, obviously, comes from the best defense in I don't know how many years in college football, probably the last couple decades, based on the fact that they really had six guys, if you include Jermaine Johnson, the former Georgia Bulldog, who ended up at Florida State. And you have half your defense drafted in the first round <laughs> of incredible. the NFL draft. So, look. I can't ever disagree with you taking a defender from Georgia. Now that now the whole question is okay, you played with so many great players. How really good are you individually? I think Davis, just based on what you see and what you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, you know that the production mat- matches the athleticism, at least thus far in his career. And that's the the discussion was positional value and do you take a quote-unquote nose tackle this high, but I think he has a little bit more upside than a n- traditional nose tackle just mm-hmm. because of the athleticism that you outlined. Big picture, though, Eagles. At BetMGM, 3-1 to one to win the division. The Dallas Cowboys still the favorites at minus 120. That 3-1 to one price is looking really juicy just based off no. of what they've added, including A.J. Brown, a surefire veteran wide receiver who's been productive in the league. No, I, I think so. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, keep in mind, in free agency, they brought in Reddick mm-hmm. from Carolina, who was previously at Arizona. I think that was a three-year, $45 million deal. Yeah, he's a Temple guy going yeah. back to Philly. Yeah, and they re-signed Fletcher Cox for $14 million for one year. It's kind of the mentor a little bit uh for uh for uh one jordan davis but yeah you're looking at philadelphia too what else they did in the draft that i think bears mentioning 
They get Cam Jurgens, a center out of Nebraska, who's a shot putter also mm-hmm. for the Nebraska track and field team. And then you get N'Kobe Dean. I know the medicals were out there or whatnot, but we know in terms of the basis of talent, this is a top 15 to 20 guy. And you're getting him at number 83. I think that that was well worth the risk for Philadelphia based on that trade that they made where they kind of, I think, tried to fill their biggest needs really on that team. I think N'Kobe Dean getting him at 83. And you also might get a guy that's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for new defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Uh, So, look, I think Dean potentially could end up being one of the steals of the draft to get him at number 83. It's funny. I was talking to Brian Rogers, our executive producer here at VEASAN, and I was like, Nicobe Demon, he's an interesting guy because he's a little undersized, and I thought him playing behind Jordan Davis helped him because he could just go run, see ball, hit ball because Davis occupies right. so many blockers. Right. I was like, well, that's not going to happen in the NFL. He's not going to really play behind a Jordan Davis type of guy because it's a unique player, and here he is. Teamed up with Jordan Davis once again. There where the Eagles go. are like, we can keep Nicobe Dean, who is undersized, protected with this big behemoth of a man and let Dean just use his instincts run see ball hit ball type of thing yeah, like that's so, where the eagles who always have neglected linebacker mm-hmm. have now potentially addressed that need yeah the eagles get the uh the uh Lombardi award winner the uh, butkus <laughs> yeah. award winner the uh badnerick award winner all from the same college there are two georgia bulldogs i can never based on what i saw of that georgia defense i can never disagree with you taking a guy out of georgia like when you see it come off the board like yep Yep, that sounds like a good pick. That sounds just about right. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little worried for my Dallas Cowboys. I said it on draft night. I was like, seeing the Giants have a good draft, seeing the Eagles have a good draft. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it's not so good for my Cowboys, who are currently the favorites at BetMGM, minus 120. We'll get into the Cowboys a little bit later on in the show in about 30 minutes. But coming up next, Emery Hunt, owner of Football Game Plan. It's going to help us break down days one and two of the NFL draft. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.